Hello, welcome to episode 23 of the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dean Chills. And we're the host of your show. This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general, and we include some tidbits about... New sentence. About erotica specifically. (laughs) We don't read this header, really. (laughs) This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general and include the occasional tidbit about erotica specifically. Yeah. And we say that twice because it's really, really true. Yes. If you find this podcast... Yeah. Let's just not edit this one at all. (laughs) If... If you find enjoy this podcast, who wrote this? If you find enjoy this, yeah. If you enjoy this podcast or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Also, check out our books at sexyfic.com. So, what is your most recent release, Henry? Still working on that artist series. Um, Got the fifth one out there and uh, finishing up a collection of all five stories with a bonus story that's only going to be available in paperback and also a sequel to my erotica pull over, which is welcome home in pull over. The guy was left tied up out in the country. And when his partner gets home, hilarity ensues because he's with, he's, he's there waiting for him and it's time for paybacks. Ooh, paybacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my most recent one is the third Baron Chaser story, which ought to be uh, which ought to be released right about the time this episode airs. So take a look for that on Amazon. Bear and Chaser go to the party, which has some interesting guest stars in it, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you like some of my other characters, they may come to the party too. Okay, moving right on to the topic this week, episode twenty-three, keeping it flowing. That's and you're talking about kind of a dirty title yeah, right there. Yeah, Golden there? Shower Erotica now? No, or? it's no. not. <laughs> okay. This is based on yet another e- reader email. Do you guys have any ideas to keep the words flowing so you keep putting out consistent content for your readers? And I'm glad he says consistent content. For con- and I'm glad he says consistent content for readers and not listeners. Because consistent content for the listeners, well. <laughs> 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 But the books we are fairly consistent on. They, they're, they're coming out all the time. Yeah, we keep squeezing them out. How do you keep, how do we keep producing? Keep writing. Write, yes. write every workday. That sounds. Every, every, yeah, write every workday. I mean, write every weekday. It sounds very <laughs> uh, cliched. Sounds very obvious. You want to write more stuff? Well, write. Well, it is obvious, but it's painfully obvious to. Some people, you know, where they say, I wish I was a writer. I've always wanted to be a writer. I, I want to write. Well, you want to be a writer? (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Yeah. You got to make that hard to write. Yeah. I got to make the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, But really we do follow a a regular schedule of work. What is that schedule? uh, Currently we've discovered the pleasure of working first thing in the morning. Which sounds horrifying all by itself. And that was my first reaction, because I tend to not be a morning person, but I'm I'm really enjoying getting it over with first, first thing in the morning. Because before the typical schedule was, you know, get out of bed and putter around and have breakfast and have coffee and 
and shower and dress and put her around some more and do some stuff and then get around to writing. You're talking like around like 10 o'clock. A couple hours or, or later. Yeah, after, after getting up. With the um, new schedule, basically we set the alarm for 7 o'clock. Do as up, little as possible. Make coffee. Mm-hmm. And that's have pretty a, much it. Have a it. snack maybe, you know, a little pre-breakfast, not much, you know. We're talking maybe in the space of 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, grab a... And then go straight to our office and work in robes and pajamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, sit there and crank out words before. Don't check email. Don't, you know, don't do anything else to get distracted. The whole point is to get to work. Well, your mind is still in dream mode. Mm-hmm. You spent all night sleeping. The science behind sleeping is that resets your brain. You've got all these dreams where your creativity flows and, and moves through you. When you get up and start reading your email and listening to the news and reading the paper or whatever, checking the internet and whatever it is you do, your mind starts getting bogged down with details. How are you going to deal with this problem in your email? What's on your to-do list and all that kind of stuff. If you write, start writing immediately after you get up. And again, it takes 10 minutes to make coffee and then we're off to work. You're still in a fairly creative, fairly blank, mindless mood. You're not all tied up in the the minutia of the day. And I was skeptical at first, like I said, but once I gave it a try, I really like it a lot. And we got the idea from a, from a YouTube video, which I will link to in the show notes. You can watch that too. But the guy made a, well, at first he sounded like one of those new age goofballs. A little bit. Yeah. But uh, his main yeah. point actually worked out really well for us. We've done this for about six weeks now and we're totally convinced with this one. And then you got your writing done for the day. First thing. And, then you've got the rest of the day to do other stuff. That's not to say you can't do more writing in the afternoon or in the evening or whenever you want to. Oh, yeah. But at yeah. least you can say you did your 1,500 or 2,000 words for today. And if you don't do any more, well, that's, that's you've done a lot something. of words. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's more than many people have done. That's more than the person who says, I wish I was a writer has <laughs> done. <laughs> you know, I don't have the time to write. Well, if you make time to write, you know. There's always time for something. So what's been working for me, what I've been doing and and satisfy myself with Monday through Friday, uh, first thing in the morning, I, I set the goal of 2,000 words. And usually I manage 2,100 words. And I'm done with that in an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, th- th- it doesn't go on all day. We stop usually between 9 and 9.30. So it's probably around two hours first thing in the morning. Then after 9.30 rolls around, we get up and do the shower, put on real clothes, have breakfast, and get on with other things. And at first I thought, oh, that's not very much. That's only 2,000 words a day. I'm not writing very much. But that's 10,000 words, 10, words, words a week. That's half a million words a year. With 500,000 when you multiply that out by 50 weeks. With the short books we put yeah. out, that's a lot of books. It Even is. if it were a full-length novel, that's two or three or possibly four per year. So I've decided that I'm satisfied personally with that. Um, do that much writing. And then I have a session during the day of either proofing or publishing to do a little of that every day to keep up on that. And there's no reason you can't do it more than that at other points. If you feel like writing or you've got some spare time in the afternoon or the evening, well, go ahead. It doesn't hurt. But you've got your basic, your base time to write every day. Set aside the time for it. Do it regularly. What about weekends? I take them off. 
if there's some catch up on proofing or editing or or maybe if I've missed a morning, you know, if something came up where I couldn't write, I might do a little extra writing. But generally, I look at Saturday and Sunday as the weekend. You can if you want to, but you don't force yourself. Exactly. Okay. Especially Sunday. I always considered myself more of a night person when I was younger. Now I'm finding myself to be more of a morning person. Me too. Have you always been a morning person? No. No. I've always been a night person. Maybe it comes with age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Only Some, time of day you're awake is five minutes after you got up. Okay. No, I don't know. don't know if that's true or not. I think the whole idea behind this process is... We're all kind of really morning people. It's just we've got in the habit of doing other things other times a day. But your maximum creativity would be right about the time you get up because you are still in that dream mode. At least that's the theory. Now, some people say, I'm not in the mood to write right now. Can I put it off till later? And I say, tough. Sit down and write anyway. I don't want to write right now. <laughs> tough. It- Try, you know, if you if you ever really find yourself in that, you know, just promise yourself you're going to sit down and you'll write hard, concentrate for 10 minutes. And then at the end of 10 minutes, you say, hmm, maybe that wasn't so bad. Maybe I am in the mood to write. I'm kind of into it now. I'll do another 10 minutes or another half an hour. Or if you sit down and do that to, and look at try. it and figure this really sucks. Well, you know what you did. You can go back and fix it, improve it, edit it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to write anything good the first time. You've got some real junk down there that you put down because you're half asleep. Well, you've got something down there to start with. And you got the juices flowing. Change the words, change the sentences, make it good. You've at least got something going on there. Now, I think a lot of the, the problem with the whole wannabe writer thing is that so many people, I know I still see all this stuff on Facebook from writers, that you had to put your blood into writing. Writing is this great superhuman effort where you have to draw in all your willpower. You have to be drunk beyond control. You have to... The Ernest, Ernest Hemingway. You have to be Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> yeah. You have to be Poe. <laughs> yeah, the creative strike has to hit you. The creative... Process has to hit you just right. You All your muses have to be in a line. Right to the bone. It's a job like anything else. If your boss says you will write 2,000 words today and you will get it done by 9.30, there's your deadline. Do it. Maybe those words will be not so great. Again, that's what editing is all about. Mm-hmm. But if you set a goal, reach the goal. It may be good. It may not be good. But you'll have the words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, then. Okay, and the other part of that question was, uh, that was keeping the words flowing. Where do you get the ideas to keep the words flowing? You've got to sit down and write all these words every day. What do you write about? How do you know what to write about? Where do your ideas come from? With the erotica stuff, I just keep coming up with new scenarios all the time. Sometimes I'm inspired by something I saw on TV or in a movie that'll get me thinking along certain lines, or um, sometimes it'll be a potential cover that I'll see and get the idea branching out from that. Yeah, I've never had a problem coming up with ideas. Uh, Sometimes I run into some ideas that don't interest me very long, and I throw it out halfway through. I run into more trouble with keeping motivated to finish something after I've gotten the idea. I do coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Just look at any two people on the street that are together. What's their story? It's easy. 
uh, look through some of the last week we talked about uh, last week we talked about stock photo images. Go through, type in whatever you want, happy couple or something. See what comes up. Write a story about those people. Uh, get on. It doesn't even have to be stock photos. Get on the internet and just Google couples, kink, bondage, whatever it is, kind of things that you're wanting to write about. And then write the story that goes with that. And let your imagination flow. There's uh, a lot more stories out there than anybody has time to write. Mm-hmm. And it might help you if you make an outline of your story idea and then just kind of fill in the blanks as you write along. You know, this happens and this happens and then this happens and write to connect the dots from point A to point B. Which is probably the topic of a whole nother show at some yeah. point, outlining versus writing by the seat of your pants. But if you're having trouble getting your ideas down, outlining is a good way to go. Mm -hmm. Okay, any more on that question? Mm, I don't think so. Do we have another email? We do. How do you convince someone to record your story as audio if you don't want to do it yourself? That makes it sound like, I don't want to do it. You will do it. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, audiobooks are a growing thing. And like I've mentioned before, I've done several audiobooks. Getting to, getting to the point where I have, I think, probably around 10 of them released now. And there's two things you got to keep in mind. Where are you going to sell them? The most common place to, to put audiobooks nowadays is ACX. That's basically the self-publishing site of Audible.com, which is owned by Amazon. They distribute your books to Amazon. Audible, and Apple. So it's a very big market, and it's very good. But they want you to be exclusive. So they're not maybe the perfect way to go. So you need to decide, do you want to go with ACX or go with some other way of doing it, like selling it on your own website? If you're going to sell them on your own website, that's not that hard to do. There are sites out there that will help you sell audiobooks and any other kind of files through your website. The problem is, if you're doing erotica, is dealing with payment processing. PayPal doesn't want you to sell erotica using PayPal. Uh, many charge processors, credit card processors, don't want you selling things. They don't want you to sell erotica using credit cards. Picky, picky, picky. Yeah, you'd think it made them look bad or something. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, that is what they think. Mm -hmm. So you need to decide where you're going to sell your audiobooks. And if you're selling your audiobooks on your own site, or you're going to release them as a podcast, nothing keeps you from recording, releasing your stuff for free. Um, there was no licensing. There's no real setup or anything for this podcast. We just decided to do it. It requires some hardware and some knowledge, but there's no real expense involved. But you're talking about, I'm, I assume you're talking about real audiobooks that people pay for. And in that case, probably ACX Audible is your only way to go. What if you need to hire somebody to read your story and you have no idea where to, you know, you, you're sitting here, you've got a story, and you're not a person that's going to record it yourself. You need to find somebody. Well, ACX has a setup for that. Which sounds like an ACX commercial, and it it's not. It certainly does. We're really not plugging <laughs> ACX, <laughs> but it's a big company out there. And, and they, do, they yeah, do good work. They know what I, they're doing. Kind of yeah. are plugging them. We're just not getting anything for it. Yeah. They have two ways of dealing with this. They, they have a revenue-sharing model, and they have a pay-up-front model. And those sound pretty much just what they are. Henry writes a book, and he doesn't feel comfortable recording it. 
can put his book on there and people will audition to audition. read his book. They'll, they'll record like 15 minutes and send him a, an MP3 file of what they did. He likes somebody's voice. He can choose them to narrate. They'll narrate the entire thing. They'll produce it. They'll send him the, the MP3 file and he publishes it. Then when it sells, ACX right now at least gives the author, well, they, they, they keep 60%. So they do keep the lion's share of it. Of that leftover 40%, he, Henry would get half, 20%, and the narrator would get half, 20%. So it's kind of a, a, a shared equally deal. Henry writes the story and he gets 20%. This other person reads the story and they get 20%. And that's perfectly fair. That's a good deal. The problem is, if you have like a really niche book like Henry's books, they don't sell huge quantities individually. Uh, if you're going to sell a book and it's going and it's going to be a million seller selling 10,000, 20,000, then one of these revenue shares is a good deal for the narrator. If you sell 20 copies, 50 copies, that's not a huge deal of money for that narrator and they're probably not going to be interested in investing their time in doing it. So you may not be able to get a bunch of narrators, which I'm assuming is the problem with this this reader's email. He can't find anybody who wants to do his book. Finding someone isn't the problem. Convincing them. Convincing them to do it is the problem. Because if you might sell six copies, six copies at 20% is probably not even $30 or $40 for many hours of work recording a story. It's difficult. In a case like that, the best you can probably do is an upfront payment where you agree to pay someone to read your story. And again, on ACX, if you don't want to do the, the revenue sharing, you can just hire someone upfront to read your story. If Henry doesn't want to read his story, he can post it up there and say, I will give $200 to anyone who wants to read this story. It's about an hour long. $200 an hour, he'll get some people wanting to do that. And again, they'll audition the same way, and he chooses the one that he likes. So that's more expensive, costs you money out of your pocket, but then you're done. You've paid that person, you post it, and you keep the entire 40%. So depends on how long your book is. Generally speaking, most audio narrators and audio producers do charge typically around $200 per finished hour, which sounds like an insane amount of money. But for each hour that's recorded, it really does take four to five hours of editing, rehearsing, recording. It's a lot of work on the on the narrator's side. I know because I've done my own stories. I've done about 10 stories now. Most of them are less than an hour. And yeah, it takes about an hour to read the story. Maybe an hour and a half if I have a lot of noise in the background that has to be cleared up. And then it takes three to five hours to edit the thing. And then there's the knowledge of, do you know how to edit sound? And I've had to learn that. It's a lot of work. And I can't afford to hire him. Well, <laughs> so none of, nine of mine are on audiobook yet. And I'm terrible at reading. I, I, when I try to read, I stumble all over myself. So His um, books are coming. Don't let him fool you. Oh, maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, those are your choices. You can either pay someone right now up front and be done with it, or try to convince someone to do a, a revenue split, which... If you've got a fairly limited market for your book, is going to be a tough sell. The other option is, of course, do what I did. Do it yourself. Learn to do it yourself. Not everybody has a radio voice. 
but generally speaking, you can learn to do it. And with practice, record your own voice, I suppose, and play it back. Try again. Tweak your, uh, you know, your accent, whatever needs. And one of these little gizmos is not very expensive to do it yourself, is it? What are those? What are those run? What we record on here? We are using a Zoom Handy Recorder H4n, and this is a little uh, audio recorder device. It's it's uh, actually is relatively expensive as far as voice recorders go. It's about two hundred dollars, and that's what I use to record my audiobooks. That and a, a re- regular microphone. Now, if you've heard any of my audiobooks, they probably sound a lot better than this podcast. For one thing, there's two of us here talking into the built-in microphone, and we're both about a foot and a half or two feet away from the microphone. We are actually sitting here in the room together, not like a lot of podcasts where they talk to each other on Skype. We're really right here together. I'm looking right at him. He's making a face at me. And it's not a very soundproofed room or anything, so there's lots of chairs creaking and table creaking and... Cats walking through and, and traffic know, outside. Yeah. You can pr- yeah. you probably can hear the, the motorcycles and stuff going by from time to time. There's one There's now. There's one now. <laughs> <laughs> but in the audiobooks, of course, are done in a quiet room that's been soundproofed on a I'll wait for the mic. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it's uh-huh. Motorcycles. But the audiobooks are done in a quiet room with soundproofed walls on a real microphone, and they're much, much more heavily edited. We cut out maybe the worst things that we say on here that we shouldn't be saying. But uh, the audiobooks, every little breath, things like that are audited, edited out. See, like when I stumble over words like that. Uh-huh. And you should leave that one in. Just oh, I absolutely will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of work to do this audio editing. But the equipment itself is not especially expensive. It's just a matter of do you want to do it? Are you comfortable with your own voice or not? Yeah, you do not want to try doing an audiobook using your built-in laptop microphone. No, no. Yeah, they're, they're, it, it's a little bit of a science to that. Okay, so is there a trick to getting reader uh, ne- uh, editors? <laughs> <laughs> is there a trick to getting narrators to read your thing? Either they'll want to do it on their own because you're a, a hot-selling big-name author, or you may have to pay them up front. Or you can do it yourself. Those are really your only three choices. Anything to add there? No, I don't think so. I think that concludes this podcast, doesn't it? I think it does. We really want to hear from you. If you have a comment, complaint, or topic suggestion, mail us at sexyfic at gmail.com or stop by sexyfic.com and leave a voicemail on the tab that allows you to record a message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review for the show if you like it. And this is HK Kiting signing off. And Dean Chills, we'll see you next week. See ya.